When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wolfpacker Show. My name's Ethan McDowell. I am joined by Noah Fleischman, and we are in Orlando, Florida, after a rather long drive down I-95. If you are listening to this and already made that drive, I'm sorry. And um, if you are planning on making that drive at any time between now, Wednesday morning, and game time tomorrow, I'm sorry. It was a miserable 12-hour journey for us. I hope traffic is better for all of you. But um, we hope to provide you a little bit of entertainment in the time that you make that trek down if you're listening on your drive. Um, obviously, we're here to preview the Pop-Tarts Bowl. It's a big one. Um, tenth win on the line for NC State football in a ranked matchup against number 25, Kansas State. Um, you know, both teams are in town. We just spoke to both head coaches today, and we're going to break down everything we heard from them, all the buzz around the ball, who's playing, who's not, because, you know, college football, is it's a wild time now, Noah. Who knows, um, you know, who, which stars from both teams are playing well. We have a full list here. We'll break it down and, um, you know, recap all the big storylines going into this game. But before we do so, I wanted to just mention that we're both writers for the Wolfpacker.com. That is NC State's site on the On3 network. So go check it out. It's only $1 right now to um, join our site for one month of premium access. That includes recruiting scoops, uh, you know, portal visit notes. We have um, uh, notes on two key linemen visiting in a couple weeks. Um, very um, important visits to watch out for. And then, you know, full team basketball and football coverage all on one site, thewolfpacker.com. Go check it out. Again, That's only, it's only $1 to join right now, so it doesn't get much better than that in terms of a deal. All right, let's dive into it, Noah. Um, Kansas State versus number 18, NC State. The Wolfpack finished the year in the college football playoff top 25, and now they have a chance to make program history. They could be the first team in NC State history to finish with exactly 10 wins. Um, Noah, uh, just first impressions on Kansas State, on the bowl game, Orlando, Florida. Just um, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. Other than, you know, our miserable time in the car, especially in South Carolina. I mean, I think it's time for South Carolina to change their roads. But, you know, otherwise, it's been a great experience so far here in Orlando. We had, you know, a fun night when we got to the hotel last night. Today's been off to a hot start with the press conference. This morning, we'll head to the stadium in a little bit after we're done recording this. So I'm excited to get over there, too. And it's a fun, fun experience here in Orlando in the Pop-Tarts Bowl, the inaugural edition of the Pop-Tarts Bowl, which is always, you know, a fun time. And the trophy looks – I think trophy is even more glorious in person than it is in pictures. Absolutely. You know? When it's sitting right in front of you with the Pop-Tarts on top, like, you can't ask for anything else. Yeah, I think um, for those curious and who ha- or maybe haven't seen the trophy yet, it's a you know typical like football trophy it has the f- silver football at the top, and then you have um it's a toaster, so you have the little um slots to put pop tarts in. I think it's either like a strawberry or a cherry pop tart in the trophy. 
Um, so, hey, that that red, it's a good indicator for Wolfpack fans. And um, we got to see it in person today. It's a cool trophy. It it would um, be a uh, you know cool addition to the Murphy Center if um, NC State can leave with a win. But, um, you know, we're going to do the same thing that we do every single uh, um, preview week. But we're going to do this with a bowl edition. And you know, I want to start with who's not playing. So for NC State, obviously the big name that they will be missing is Peyton Wilson. This is our first episode since we learned that Peyton Wilson will not be playing in the bowl game. And, um, I mean, it goes without saying, him not playing, the impact of that is um, immeasurable. Uh, But, um, I mean, you're losing his 100-plus tackles, his uh, ACC, like, you know, top five tackles for loss total. He's an elite player, obviously, best defensive player in the country. So. Missing him will hurt. But, um, no, why don't you give us a quick rundown of what the NC State linebacker rotation will look like on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, pretty similar to what they ran before, you know, Devon Betty um, being in there already. And then you're just going to slide Caden Fordham, you know, into the Peyton Wilson spot, I think, which is going to be really, really fun to watch. Um, Dave Thorne talks about it today a little bit. Um, he's excited to see Caden Fordham get an opportunity to start, play a lot of snaps. He's going to be in Peyton Wilson's role, you know, which is really fun. Jalen Scott obviously will be out there with the trio and, and make up that linebacking core um, in this defense. Um, but you look at that, you're like, cool. And then you're like, okay, where, who's sliding in the Caden Fordham spot? That's a freshman, Calvin McBride, who hasn't played at all this year. He hasn't played a single snap in a game. Looks good in practice. They've gotten him some run. You know, during these last 15 practices heading into the bowl, Dave Dorn's really excited about him. He's added, I think, 25 pounds of muscle yeah. to his body. He's Dave Dorn said he looks good. He's running good. They're excited to see what he's got. Um, and, you know, the bonus of, of being able to play in a bowl game, I mean, it doesn't affect him. He didn't play any single game this year. But, you know, some of these guys that will play, played in four games. He can still play in this game in redshirt, which is a big important thing. And Dave Dorn talked about the developmental part of this game. And I think we're going to see it a lot, especially in Calvin McBride, who hasn't played in a single game not even on special teams, and, and he'll be able to get some rotational snaps at linebacker, which is going to be fun, exciting. And with him and, and Caden Fordham stepping in, it's kind of the future. You're going to get a glimpse of the future of this NC State defense with those two guys in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, ever since they really arrived on campus, we've heard some positive buzz around both McBride and um, Kamal Bonner, another true freshman who's really been in the two deep for pretty much the entire season. Um, he's someone that I'm I'm personally excited to see maybe get some snaps in the game um, against uh, against the Wildcats this week because you know they're both players who in high school they were really safeties they were playing more of a safety role at their um, respective schools and they arrive at NC State and um, they're already these super super athletic linebackers and then they've clearly clicked with Tony Gibson's coaching well because we've heard some great things about both of them I think they're going to be two really good players and uh, I know it's bad news for Wolfpack fans and people are bummed that Payton's not going to be playing but um it, it you like you said it's the future it's going to be exciting to see the young guys get in there and make some plays and you put Caden Fordham into the start starting lineup I mean he's been billed as like the Peyton Wilson successor for a little while so let, let's see let's see how he does against a physical running offense one of the best offenses in the big 12 it, it'll be really interesting to see how he steps up into that moment because as we know uh Tony Gibson's scheme puts so much stress on those linebackers asks them to do a lot so it'll be uh exciting to see uh how that core comes together on Thursday and you know 
other than that, I think um, we have to focus on Kansas State here because if, if you think NC State has been impacted by the transfer portal and um, opt-outs and stuff like that, uh, Kansas State, you know, let me run through the list here. Um, first, um, probably the biggest name, a name that uh, NC State fans were probably familiar with for a little bit during the portal season is quarterback Will Howard. Um, you know, starting signal caller, um, you know, star quarterback, 2,643 passing yards, 24 passing touchdowns, another 351 rushing yards, and nine rushing touchdowns this season. He's not going to play. He, he is in the transfer portal. He is considering the likes of USC and Ohio State and the NFL draft right now. So we will not see him on the field. And um, we'll get to his replacement, Avery Johnson, in a minute. But um, they have a good option to um, start in his place. Then you have um, running back Treshawn Ward, you know, 643 rushing yards this season, five touchdowns. Um, he's not you know their best running back, but he is a critical part of um, their rushing offense that ranks so highly in um in the big 12 and then you're missing you know defensive backs like kobe savage of 57 total tackles three interceptions um cornerback will lee 42 tackles um two interceptions six defended passes and then you flip back over to the offensive side of the ball and you have philip brooks um 589 receiving yards six touchdowns and then um ben sinnett 49 receptions, 676 receiving yards, and six touchdowns. Those are their two leading receivers. And then you combine that with they are also missing their offensive coordinator, Colin Klein, who is headed to Texas A&M. Noah, when you look at this you know, expansive list of um, you know, production that's just not going to be out there on Thursday, does it change at all just how you look at this game and how you view NC State's shot against um, one of the Big 12's top programs? Yeah, it does. I think it should change anybody's, you know, outlook on this game. Obviously, a first career start for Avery Johnson. He did, you know, Chris Kleiman kind of joked about it. He did start a game this year when they had both quarterbacks on the field the first play of the game. But this will be his first true start. You know, he's going to play the whole game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see with him and, and what Tony Gibson tries to do, right? You know, a lot of good defensive coordinators in the country can mess around with a young quarterback. That's what their goal is. They're going to try to confuse him and, and do different things. I think Tony Gibson – Given three weeks to prepare, he's going to come up with something special. Um, so I think that definitely does. You know, the line hasn't changed. You know, it's two and a half in favor of Kansas State, which is interesting because of the amount of guys that are leaving or not yeah. playing today or tomorrow um, in Orlando. It's going to be interesting. I do think NC State has the edge. We're going to talk about predictions, I'm, I'm sure, in the second half of the show. Um, but NC State playing with almost his entire roster. It's missing two starters, Peyton Wilson mm-hmm. and CJ Clark. Everybody else is on the field going to play. Um, which is a good thing. You know, some people were worried about Brandon Armstrong's, you know, ribs. He's good to go. Some he people were worried about, play. you know, Dylan McMahon in the NFL. He's good to go. Everyone's good to rock and roll. And I think that's really exciting, you know, with what NC State's going to be able to do in the Pop Threads Bowl as it goes for win number 10, which we've talked about already on this podcast. It's a big deal. Dave DeWarn talked about it again today. It's a big deal. I'd expect a very emotional Dave DeWarn if that win number 10 does come. It'd be a huge milestone for this program, but to um, you know, get there, they're gonna have to. There's still a lot of talent on this team, Noah. Uh, and Kansas State is a solid program. They're going to poise a, you know, you know, they're gonna, you know, be a challenging opponent for the pack. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on Avery Johnson. Uh, you know, former, you know, borderline top 100 kid out of high school. He's from Wichita. Decided to stay home. Um, six foot two guy, a dual threat. Uh, you. Know, 225 rushing yards on just 45 attempts, six touchdowns, and he's you know completed 
23 of his 35 passes for 301 yards and three more touchdowns. So uh, in limited snaps, very productive player. But um, no, I just wanted to get your thoughts on him. Um, What do you think of Avery Johnson and how is he going to test NC State's defense? Yeah, you know, he's played a little bit. It's not his first career game, so it's kind of, you know, it's, he's not going to have that kind of nerves. He's still going to be nervous, um, you know, but he's a good runner, and I think that's going to be something that's going to test this this defense, not only with him, but their entire offense. And you look at the running back they have, he's really good. Um, I think that, you know, the running game is going to be what Kansas State's going to lean on, especially with the young quarterback throwing the ball. Yep. It's gonna You're going to throw it. You're going to have to. You can't run the ball a million times, but um, we're going to see a heavy dose there on it. I think that's exciting. And NC State plays pretty well against the run. So I think we're going to see, you know, the team that's going to try to lean on its strength and, and a defense that is, is pretty good at defending that. Um, and we'll see, again, we talked about Caden Fordham, but he'll be pretty big in the run defense playing in that Peyton Wilson role. And, and I think that'll be an interesting battle to watch. You know, Avery Johnson versus Caden Fordham, two young guys that are the future of their programs on their side of the ball. And I think it'll be exciting. You know, it's almost kind of um, reminiscent of the UVA game, right? Where um Caden Fordham was um put into a huge role against another true freshman quarterback um Anthony Calandria for UVA and uh, there it was mixed results uh there was a, a few like like jaw dropping plays in that game where Caden Fordham really stood out and um showed like why everyone in the Murphy Center is so excited about his potential and then there were some times where he lost contain and he had one like critical personal foul penalty on um in in that game as well so. You know, I'm sure he's learned from that. We are a long time. No, that game feels like years ago to me. So, um, and I'm sure it does for Caden too. He's learned from that game and he's going to take that experience into this matchup, another mobile quarterback. And, um, you know, talking more about Kansas State's offense, my general train of thought for the past two years has been if it's a if it's an offense that Tony Gibson can turn into a one-dimensional unit, then NC State's going to have a shot to win the game. And I think that's how this is going to work. I think, uh, you know, they, they can focus on just, you know, pretty much stuffing the run game. In any game where they've put that concerted effort, whether it was Louisville, Marshall, teams like that, teams with strong rushing offenses early in the season, UNC is another one. Um, they've been able to do that. And they've done a good job of that just because there's a lot of talent on this team and Tony Gibson's a dang good coach. So, they're going to turn them one-dimensional, I'd guess. And uh, if, if that happens, I, I like NC State's chances in that matchup. Uh, and th- they will have to go against uh, DJ Giddens, who's a dang good running back, and 6'1 sophomore, and he has over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns this year. But, um, yeah. Uh, did I miss anything offensively? No. Is there anyone else, um, any other storylines you want to point out from um, Kansas State's uh, offensive side of the ball? Not really. I think they're just going to be, you know, we're talking about the guys they're missing, but this is an opportunity for those guys that are too deep that are going to play. And I think that you can't count out of Kansas State. Yes, they're missing a lot of their star players. These are guys that are playing tomorrow are ones that have been sitting and waiting their turn. They're going to come out with fire. They're going to be motivated to play. Yeah. Like Chris Kleiman talked about today, you know, they've got a slot guy who's a six-year senior. You know, he's going to be able to start and be also their, their return man. Um, he's going to want to play, right? And I think that he's going to want to go at the bank. And so this isn't going to be one of those games where you show up to the field and, you know, NC State feels like it's going to win. I mean, they may have that that mentality, but it's definitely a game that if you don't play and they don't play well or, or you know, whatever it is, not stay focused on the game, then Kansas State will have a shot. And, and that's kind of one thing about these postseason games where you're playing with the second and third string guys. 
they're gonna they're motivated to play. First of all, we're in Florida. Yeah, that's a fun place to be. Second of all, they're playing in a big <laughs> game, so I think you know they're gonna have fun. It's two ranked teams, and then this offense is good. We saw what they did with Will Howard. Avery Johnson's the future of Kansas State football, and uh, he's gonna want to make a good introduction. So, defense does have a tangible. And the other thing to note, we haven't talked about this on the podcast, I don't think, but Tony Gibson with his reportedly new big contract that he yeah, got, absolutely. You know, a raise three-year deal staying in Raleigh, which I think is a good sign for NC State, you know, moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. That was huge news. And um, one of the players that uh, uh, Tony Gibson is going to be scheming up to kind of, you know, best here is uh, their left guard of Cooper Beebe, just one more player I wanted to make sure we mentioned because he's one of the best offensive linemen in the country. Um, he posted a, elite PFF marks this year, you know, 82.6 grade overall. Yeah, that's amongst the best in the country. And his um, 90.2 pass blocking grade is, um, you know, one of the best in the country. He plays guard for them, and um, he's one of the best interior linemen out there. It will be tough to um, generate much of a push against him. But, uh, you know, that front three of Brandon Cleveland, um, Davin Van and Savion Jackson will have um, an interesting task in going up against them. Uh, and flipping to the other side of the ball, um, you know, again, this is they're the number two team in the Big 12 in scoring defense. This is a talented unit, even though they are missing players. And um, I'm keeping um, my eyes on one matchup in particular, and that is um, Marcus Seigel. I apologize, Marcus, if I'm not um, pronouncing your name correctly, but um, he's um, Kansas State's leading tackler with 60 tackles this year. And um, he's also their slot cornerback, which is always a matchup we like to point out because that's who's going to be guarding um, Kevin Concepcion, um, NC State's best offensive player, uh, you know, over a thousand all-purpose yards this season, um, true freshman All-American, true freshman of the year, according to um, on three. So challenging matchup, as we all know, but um, – you know, Seigel's a good player right now. I mean, he, he allowed 28 receptions this year on 57 targets. That's pretty solid for, for, for a slot cornerback. And he's given up 13.6 yards per catch and a few touchdowns. But um, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. They're going to have to find creative ways to get um, to get Casey involved in this game. And that's going to be a, a fun matchup to watch. And, uh, you know, and e- even with the guys they're missing, and they are missing quite a few, it's it's going to be – a talented matchup because you know no this team is they're they're one year removed from winning the Big Twelve championship. They are and they're good. And you know I think this game comes down to defense. We're going to talk about them missing players and then missing a ton of guys in offense. But defense where this game is going to be won on both sides, both for both teams. They play very similar defenses. You know the coaches talked about today how they workshop together last year. They they know each other pretty well. They yeah. learn from each other. They shared ideas. Now it's like oh we shared ideas. The team we're playing. Oh, well, it's it's college football. They're having fun with it. It's fine. Um, but it's going to come down to that. You know, NC State has a plus 11 turnover margin this year. Kansas State, plus 10. Both teams yeah. are going to take the ball away. And so I think that's going to be something to watch is taking care of the football if you're if you're Brandon Armstrong. He's done a great job the last three games at that. And he's got one more game to do it. He hasn't thrown an interception, hasn't fumbled the ball. He's played really, really well in doing that and, and getting the ball to the playmakers and keeping the ball with NC State. And I think that's going to be priority number one Frenzy State's offense in this game on Thursday evening. I completely agree. If they take care of the ball and um, Tony Gibson's defense does what, you know, they always do, I think uh, I think they'll be in a pretty good spot. And we'll elaborate that on that and get into some predictions. But first, I wanted to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Game Time. 
Game Time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace uh, where whether you're looking for tickets to um, in- this bowl game, to NC State's next basketball game, a Hurricanes game, whatever you are looking for, the Game Time app has it. Um, you know, I use the app a lot. Uh, I have it on my phone. You can find it on any app store or you can just access the site through gametime.co on your web browser. That's gametime.co. And um, when you pull it up, it it's just it's very easy, very convenient. I have um, a Hurricanes game pulled up on my phone right now. And my favorite thing about it, if you're watching on YouTube, um, you can see it on the screen right now, is uh, it shows you the exact view that you'd be seeing from your seat. Um, that's a step out of the ticket buying process that I really appreciate. They have um, tickets available right up until kickoff, puck drop, tip off, you know, just, you know, last minute ticket buying purchases, game time's the way to go. And if you do check it out, use code WOLFPACK, that's all caps WOLFPACK, um, on your first purchase and you'll get $20 off. So pretty good deal. Um, check it out on any app store. It's the game time app and you can find it on your web browser at gametime.co. All right, Noah, let's get into some predictions. Um, every week, Good. you know, we like to you know pick the spread, give our over unders, and uh, you know, kind of just make our predictions for this matchup. Noah, first, let's go with the spread. Um, where do you see NC State falling in this game? They're going to cover because we're going to get to the prediction in a second, but they're going to win. But they're going to cover the spread. Last I saw was around two, two and a half. May have moved, but. I'm pretty sure it's it's still around that. It was around that last night on our lovely drive. I think it's still mm-hmm. kind of around that. Yeah, it, it looks like we, it, it's still at um, 2.5. So I'm with you. I think it's. I think they're going to cover. I'm, I'm also picking them outright. We'll get to our score predictions in a second here, but um, yeah, I, I think they'll cover. And the over under right now is up forty seven and a half. It's a bit of a high number, I think. Um, but you, you know, you have to take into account that Kansas State was scoring like over thirty seven points per game this season. They're a pretty elite scoring offense, and um, NC State's offense made some very positive strides down the stretch. Um, Noah, if you were picking the over-under, um, where would you cite on that? 30, uh, 47.5. I'm going to go under. We're going to get yeah. to that why, but I'm going to go under. I think barely, though. It's going to get close to that number, but Vegas usually knows. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, 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 it's time. But let's give out our score predictions for the final time this year, Noah. It is our final round of predictions. Um, I'll go first. Uh you know, we've been hinting at, hinting at it throughout the show. I think NC State's going to make history Thursday. I think they are going to go into Camping World Stadium, and I think they are going to leave with their 10th victory of the season. I think they will win 28-17. to 17. Um, I started out with a little more of a blowout, but um, I made it a little bit closer now that I've taken a little bit of a closer look at the talent still on the Wildcats roster. But um, I think this is going to be a game where – NC State's going to be one of the most motivated teams in the country for its bowl game. Um, this this 10th win is going to mean a lot if they can win it. So I, I'm taking the pack here. I think they're going to come out motivated. I think Robert and I is going to have some tricks up his sleeve. Um, Tony Gibson will have some wrinkles, and it's going to be enough to throw, out, throw off a talented Kansas State squad and end up winning this game. Um, and that win- and NC State will take a six-game winning streak into the 2024 season. Noah, what do you say? 
I see the pack wins. We already mentioned that. Score 37 to 10. I think the offense gets rolling. The defense does its thing. It's too much to handle for Kansas State. NC State gets win number 10. Also, his first bowl win under Dave Dorn in a few years, which would be a good thing to do. He's lost his last three. You could count four technically. With It wasn't a loss. They just didn't get to play in the Holiday Bowl, which would have been an opportunity to win that game. But his last three games played on the field in a bowl, they have lost. So I think he turns it around. It's win number 10. Gets that trophy that we saw in the Murphy Center. And if you stop by the Murphy Center, if, you, if you're one of those lucky people that can go inside, it's going to be a great thing to look at, I think. Um, it's really cool. It's got, you know, they, they – Pop tarts. I guess they're gonna have to change them out when they get stale. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> we'll have to ask, you know, some of the Pop Tarts bowl reps. But yeah, thirty-seven ten under barely hits at, at forty-seven instead of forty-seven and a half. Awesome. Well, I I think you know, we obviously agree on the result, but I think Kansas State will make it a little closer than that. And um, just because it's a bowl game, and like you said, even though they're replacing a lot of guys, those guys will be motivated to play. I think it'll be a close contest, but yeah, I, I think this is, um, it's, everything is there. Everything is right there for the taking for NC state to, um, go into an off season where they already have so much positive momentum. And that's been reflected on the recruiting trail, which, you know, we've talked about for our past few episodes here, but, um, there's just a lot of good vibes around NC state. I'm sure they had a great time enjoying the sunny Orlando weather. And, um, I think they're going to be locked in and come into, um, come into this game and leave with a victory. All right, let's go through it. Every um, week we like to predict the uh, you know, leaders in a few statistical categories before making one bold prediction to um, close out the show. Noah, to start us off, who's going to lead NC State in rushing on Thursday? As the old motto says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Number five will lead them in rushing, Brennan Armstrong. He's done it almost every game this season. Um, he's the leading rusher on the team as a whole. Last college game, he's going to lay some hits. Brandon Armstrong going <laughs> to run through somebody's face. It's going to be Brandon Armstrong. Yeah, we saw for the first time in a long time, um, Brandon Armstrong slide feet first a few times against UNC because it um, it a- a- appeared that he was dealing with some sort of um, you know, rib injury or something where um, he didn't want to be taking the full force of the hits like he usually does. Um, now that he's had about a you know few weeks to relax and heal up. I'm, ex- I'm expecting him to, you know, lower his shoulder. He's going to be fired up. I, I think it, it gets a little lost in, you know, his, his very chill and laid back demeanor. That man is a competitor. Um, Dave Dorn talks about it a ton. He loves that about him. I, did he call him like a warrior or something at um, media availability today? So um, I, I think he'll come out and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be motivated. It's going to be emotional for him. This is this is um you know his last opportunity to start in college after you know a lengthy storied career and his first bowl game. So I think it is going to be a huge Brennan Armstrong game. And I know this wasn't a part of the show outline, but I, I I'm gonna predict him for um, the bowl game MVP too. I think he's gonna have a massive game. Uh all right. So what about receiving? Um again, there's a safe pick here, as there has been every year. Um, Kevin Concepcion, you know, continues to dominate for the pack. And Noah, are, are you going to be picking him to lead the team in receiving? No, we're going to go against the grain a little bit. We got to spice up the podcast a little bit, so we're going to go. It's going to oh, this is stuff a little foreshadowing for the bold prediction later. But we're going to go with Dakari Collins. Mm-hmm. He came on strong at the end of the season. I like the Clemson transfer. He's a tall guy. They like that outside receiver, you know, being his frame. You know, he worked his way into the rotation by the end of the season. 
some opt-outs, you know, really didn't affect the wide receivers room too much other than Terrell Timmons. He's got, I think, you know, I think the Kari Collins takes another step, plays the team in receiving big day going into next year, kind of gets that momentum rolling for him. I'm so excited about next year's receiver room. I think it has so much potential. And Dakari Collins is going to be a big part of that. If you go into next season, you have Wesley Grimes and Dakari Collins as your outside receivers. Whew. But yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think he um, has, it, it's been, it was really encouraging to just see him make those concerted improvements throughout the year that um, the coaching staff was obviously looking for, but um, he, he could just, you know, put his head down and he worked and he, he, he got healthy and he worked hard carved out his role and he's really shined like pretty well like uh, over the past few games and I've been I've been impressed with him I know the staff has been too and I think that's a great pick um I'll take the boring side then and I will go with Kevin Concepcion um I like I said I think this is going to be a, a a good sound Kansas State defense but um I think Robert and I is going to have some fun ways to get KC the ball um I I feel like we've seen pretty much every way they possibly could over the course of this season but um I, th- I think it'll be a fun game plan. He's, you know, the, the accolades are here, Noah. Like it, Kevin Concepcion is no longer a mid-three-star, best-kept secret in North Carolina coming out of Chambers High. He is one of the best wide receivers in the country, second-team All-ACC guy. And um, I'm expecting him to have a huge bowl game in his bowl game debut. All right. And um, now a little intrigue here who's going to lead nc state in tackling peyton wilson off the board so noah i'm interested to see who you pick here we're going to go with a guy who's good defender plays all over the field peyton wilson wasn't on the field when he led them in tackles earlier this season give me sean brown he's a guy who i think you know we talked about him on our car ride up you know we talked about a lot of things in our car ride up but he came up he's a guy we, that we really liked as, as a tackler um, you know, he had 12 tackles against Glumson, um, led the team, you know, had six or seven on the last drive playing in Peyton Wilson's role. He's obviously not going to be playing that linebacker spot um, against Kansas State, but I still think he's going to find his way all over the field and uh, and lead them in tackles. Yeah, good pick. Um, yeah, like you said, we were talking about it yesterday. I think he's um, one of the best run support safeties in the country. It's hard to beat him. He's one heck of a player. But a uh, good pick. Um, I, I, but I'm, I'm going to go with another guy. We talked about how this game is probably going to be an emotional one for Brendan Armstrong. I'm going to go with Jalen Scott for a similar reason. He's another guy. Like six years of college football. Um, he, he, he's, um, he's been here for a while. Well, I can't remember if it was five or six for Jalen. But um, anyways, he's yeah, been here a long time, played a lot of years with the pack. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be emotional. It, it, it's his last game in college football. And I'm going to pick him. He's someone that. He's been, just been consistent. He's stayed around that like um, you know eight, nine, ten tackle mark pretty much the entire year, and um, I think it'll be a game where you know, he gets a few more opportunities, makes the most of them, and he leads NC State in tackling uh, this week. All right, Noah, um, let's wrap up the show here with um, bold predictions. Every week before a game, Noah publishes a story with five bold predictions, and um, this week, you know, I'm interested to hear what you, what you've got cooked up, Noah. Yeah, they're going to be up Wednesday afternoon, evening time after we come back from the stadium for those that are listening when this podcast goes up. But we're going to, as I alluded to earlier, the Kari Collins touchdown for the pack. I like it. Good pick. I'm, I'm going to go with um, 
a little more of a bolder pick. I'm, I'm going to go alignment catches a touchdown pass. It's something we've seen from Robert and I at previous schools. I think, hey, maybe it's um, Isaiah Shirley um, gets put in as a blocking tight end and leaks out for a touchdown. Maybe um, I, I, I would like to see Anthony Belton get to run a route. Um, I don't think anybody would be tackling him, so I, I'd be interested to see how that works. Um, and uh, I, I just think it's it's the bowl game. Let's try something fun. Let, let's see what NC, Robert and I can cook up. I bet he'll have some fun plays. And so I'll go Super Bowl prediction. A lineman will catch a touchdown against Kansas State. All right, everybody. Um, thank you all for listening to our final preview show of the year. This has been a really, really fun season to cover. And um, we appreciate you following along. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we, we've still got plenty of basketball coverage and, um, you know, recruiting never stops. So we'll always be here to talk about that. Um, there's more transfer portal news coming. I promise. Just stay tuned. And, um, yeah, stay tuned to our YouTube feeds. Like and subscribe. Comment um, the whole nine yards there. And please go check out the Wolfpacker.com. It is only $1 to join the site right now. All right. Thank you so much again. And, um, you know, safe travels if you're headed down here for the bowl game and we'll talk to you all soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.